Alright guys, I know this is not my usual weekly upload, we'll go back to those on Saturday, <clears throat> but I figured since it's Valentine's Day, we gotta have a Valentine's Day special. And this week, instead of telling you about like my best Valentine's Day ever, I'm gonna tell you about Aaron's and I's first Valentine's Day and how truly kind of shitty it was, but it wasn't his fault or my fault this time. I wasn't super awkward and weird. Surprisingly. Um, yeah, so it's kind of intense. So if you're not into that and you're not into like a whole lot of drama and people fighting and people getting arrested, this story is probably not going to be for you. Um, and that's okay. You can come back on Saturday when I have something else to talk about. Um, but until then... Or if you decided to stay, um, let's get on with it. Alright, so before I get into the main, like, special story that's very, like, dramatic and crazy, I'm gonna tell you another story that's not quite so dramatic and crazy, but still kind of funny and could have been really sad. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. So did you know there was a time where Aaron and I almost broke up? Yep. It was pretty on early on in our relationship. I'd say we started dating in August. I don't have like actual dates for this. It's just based off of memory. So if my estimation is correct, this took place in mid to late September if we started dating in kind of like early mid-August. Um, like I said, this kind of explains a whole lot. 2011 was like a weird year for me. Most of my friends had gone off to college or were working all the time and Victor had kind of become a creep. Lauren had moved in with her ex and we hung out a lot, but it was mostly partying so it wasn't really like a meaningful friendship. It was just like literally everybody's drunk all the time. And so besides hanging out occasionally with Another good friend of mine named T-Bone, I literally had just going to Lauren's house and partying. That's it. And so when I started dating Aaron, besides going to school for four hours a week and working four two to three hour shifts a week, I literally had nothing else going on because not long after I started dating Aaron, even Lauren and I had a big kind of following out. So... Now that I've explained all that, it's time to, like, give you a little more context. So basically, when Aaron and I started dating, like I said, I had nothing else going on. I had one friend who I saw maybe once a month, and so I started, you know, hanging out with Aaron and his friend Josiah from the Halloween party. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I would drive Aaron everywhere he needed to go. I'd hang out at Josiah's house with him or one of our houses. And when we weren't together, we were texting each other and on the phone constantly. It was almost kind of unhealthy. And eventually it got to a point where we kind of slowly stopped hanging out as much and slowly kind of stopped texting each other at all and eventually weren't hanging out at all. And we were both busy, and since we both kind of got busy, I started hanging out at work with people from my job and people from my school and my sister and her friends a lot too. So I, I wasn't just like sitting around like 
trying to make plans with him and his friends all the time. And after a couple of days of him taking forever to respond, if he even did at all, I kind of gave up on it and just kind of like assumed like, okay, this relationship is over. It's not going anywhere. Who cares? Like, whatever. So they started a new thing at work this one week where a coworker and I named Alyssa would spend my two to three hour Thursday afternoon shift walking through neighborhoods near my job and putting flyers with ads and coupons for our restaurant on people's doors. So this week was the first week I'd done it and it was actually really nice. I was able to like talk to Alyssa and we were able to work able to like get kind of close and talk about our lives and all that and get to know each other and she even at one point because I told her because I told her before that I had a boyfriend and then this happened so I told her oh like she'd asked about it and I was just like no I don't have a boyfriend anymore this is what happened so she'd noticed that there was a guy that worked afternoon shift with us I forget his name now um, but that's how little I saw him. I saw him once a week, if that, because he was a delivery driver. So if he was even there during my shift and I saw him, most of my shifts were outside because I was a sign spinner or I was in the back washing dishes. So if I saw him, it was briefly and it was like once a week, if that. So um, she had noticed that I liked talking to him and that I kind of like, I guess, thought he was cute and I like gave him that look, you know you know and so she was gonna set me up on a date with him and she did so it was gonna be the next day after he got off work Ooh, ooh. <laughs> anyways um, shift ends and I head home and I shower and change into some comfy clothes and relax in the living room with my mom and my sister cuz I was really tired and I just I knew I shouldn't go to bed because it was the middle of the day and I was tired and then all of a sudden my phone rings and surprisingly it's Aaron and I'll be shocked because I kind of just assumed like he'd lost interest and started trying to move on and I had already been kind of trying to move on. Um, anyways, for some reason I just felt like I should answer this because I needed closure or some sort of explanation of like what was happening. Or at least let him know, like, I'm not upset that we're breaking up. Like, I'm good with it. I'm fine. Like, you go do you. Like, we're good. And when I answered, the first thing he did was ask for a ride. And I was, like, kind of surprised. Because I was just like, wait a minute. If we're if you're, if you've lost interest in me and you don't want to talk to me now, you're asking for a ride. Like, we're not even together anymore. Like, are we? And he was, like, shocked when I said that. And he was like, we're not together. And I was just like, no we're not like and I basically explained how for like a week he ignored me and then I kind of gave up and started doing my own thing and assumed that he was just kind of out there doing his own thing too and it, like such as life you you take a few bumps and bruises and you move on like right anyways he said he still wanted to be together and was just busy and didn't realize I thought he was ignoring me because he thought that I was getting too busy for him and so he backed off and I was just like still saying no to giving him a ride because I was tired. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't care. I was resting. And then I kind of admitted like the next day, I didn't tell him it was a date. I told him like, oh, I have a friend that I'm going to go hang out with tomorrow. And like, I'm really excited about it and 
all this stuff, and so I wanted to like rest and relax to be ready for my date. Unfortunately for me, he decided to try and not let me do that, and I'm kind of glad he didn't let me do that, and I'm kind of glad I fell for it. He talked me into picking him up, so if we were going to decide not to be together, we could like talk it out face to face and really decide where we were going to go with things. And I told him, you know what, I'll text you. I don't know if I want to do that, let me text you. So I got dressed and talked to my mom and my sister and was like telling them, because I, I think part of me really did want to go like figure out what happened because as far as I knew, we were fine. Like everything was going great. Everybody was getting along. I got all, well, for the most part, got along with his friends except for Josiah. And that's a whole other issue, which will be explained later. Um, or has been explained. If you go back and listen to episodes, you'll understand. Um, but so I was just like, both my sister and my mom were like, yeah, if you're going to break up, do it face to face. Like it's better. Um, and it, you know, and if you do break up, at least that way you've done it face to face and you weren't like a coward about it and just like backed out, you know? So I picked him up at Josiah's house where we went to a park near Josiah's and my house because Josiah kind of lived near me and after we talked for a while we decided you know what we really do like want to give this a shot like we really do want to stay together and so we drove back to Josiah's house picked up his things and then he was going to go to another friend's house who we'll call Chase and so we went to a park near Chase's house, which is a park where we actually had our first date and hung out on our first date. <laughs> Anyways, and then we talked and hung out for a while and just like relaxed together and it was nice. And then I dropped him off at Chase's house. <sighs> Needless to say, I had to end up telling Alyssa what happened and I had to text my coworker and cancel the date. Since I only saw him every so often, it wasn't that big of a deal. And it wasn't like we had something going where, like, I liked him and I knew he liked me back. It wasn't like that. It was just like a, hey, you know, I noticed you thought he's kind of cute and I think he thinks you're kind of cute. You want you guys want to try to go on a date? Like, I can make it happen. That was Alyssa's basic thing. And I was just like, yeah, because remember, this is a guy I've barely met, barely talked to. So, um... Basically, he wasn't upset, and after that at work, I I don't think I ever saw him again after that at work, because he was always on deliveries, and I was always out walking around with Alyssa or doing dishes, so it wasn't, like, you know, awkward or weird, because we literally had almost no, if not none, interactions after that, and... Well, the rest, as they say, is basically history. Here we are over a decade later, and Aaron and I are still together. In fact, we're married and have kids and live in a townhome. So, yep, life is weird. Alright, 
since this is a special, I'm going to just get right into the story and skip all this small talk that I usually do at the beginning of these things. And I'm going to tell you that it was Valentine's Day. And it, I know it was a Tuesday because at the time I worked at a pizza place and the only day off from the pizza place that I had besides weekends were Tuesdays. So, um, yeah, so it was a Tuesday and I, instead of waking up and going to work, just went straight to Aaron's house because I had literally was trying to plan like special little things we could go do all day instead of just doing like one main date where we went and just like had dinner or whatever, you know, like so many people do or sat down and watched a movie, whatever, like so many people do. Um, I had planned like we were going to go to this fancy garden that is like in my town and just hang out that we would kind of go to a lot, like right when we very first started dating and I was going to like him and I were going to go hang out at the park where we went and had our first date and do all that stuff. And then we were going to go and get ice cream and like a bunch of other little, little things that were special, but were just like small little things that we did. And for some reason, I thought that would go off without a hitch. But again, like I said, it wouldn't be me or Valentine's Day for me without something going wrong. And when I say something, I mean literally everything around us was just going freaking cray cray. So I went to his house. I was still in my sweats and my pajamas because I figured, you know, we could hang out, cuddle, do whatever we wanted to do beforehand, then get up and get ready and then go. Um, so I get to his house and immediately when I walk on into the door, I'm kind of an empath, but immediately when I walk into the door, I can sense the energy is just like very intense, very like I'm walking on eggshells and I just walked in the door, kind of tension, like something has happened. I don't know what Aaron is still in bed, even though it's like 1030 in the morning, he's sleeping in, which he did a lot back then. No one else is in the house besides Aaron. Kenneth was gone. Curly was gone. I start looking around and I notice Lena's in the backyard having a cigarette. Again, I used to smoke back then. I no longer smoke. Um, but back when I did, I went out into the backyard with her and smoked a cigarette. And her and I were talking. Turns out her and Kenneth had been fighting all morning. And then they'd been fighting with Curly, too, all morning. And... So everybody was pissed. Um, apparently what they were fighting about is she'd asked Kenneth, like, if he had planned anything special for Valentine's Day. Okay, so let me explain the dynamic between them real quick so you'll understand why this made her so upset. So in her mind, she and him were technically legally never married because she never divorced her first husband. But in her mind, he brought her back down there to marry her for real plus get back together and so her and the kids could be a family in his mind it's oh crap I have a pregnant teenager now and I I work hella hours and like I won't be here to like take care of her and make sure she's not doing stupid shit so I need someone to help me fine whatever move in you're fine like whatever okay that was the dynamic kind of like he didn't want it, but she did, and she was really trying to pressure him into it, and he 
even though he knew she was like the worst possible choice to help take care of his pregnant daughter and keep his pregnant daughter from doing stupid shit invited her to move in anyways because he had like no other option basically and she'd asked him if they were going to do anything special for valentine's day and he said no which she then said okay that's fine like did you buy me anything for valentine's day and he said no but i bought stuff for the kids which then pissed her off they freaked out they fought over it they then started fighting Curly because Curly really wanted to, you know, go be with the baby daddy. And they were still on the thing of, like, you shouldn't be with him. You should not be going around him. Like, he is an unsafe person. And she was just like, no, like, I'm, I love him. I'm going to be with him. I'm going to bring him here. And they were like, you're not going to bring him here. And then you need to get up, basically. That was the whole premise of the morning so she's telling me all this and I'm sitting there like god damn it like I walked into so much shit and like the day hasn't even really started like nothing has even really happened today what the fuck (coughs) oh excuse me so after them telling me all this or Lena telling me all this I was just like whatever I'm gonna go take a nap like it's too early for this I don't want to deal with this so I went into Aaron's room and laid down and took a nap with him And when we got up, it was around lunchtime, and we're sitting in his room just, like, talking over, like, you know, we still have the whole rest of the day to go do whatever we want, like, so we're just talking over what exactly the plans are, what we're going to go do, when all of a sudden we hear all this screaming going on, and Lena's hella screaming, and Kenneth is home, and he's screaming, and we're just like, fuck, for real? Like, we got to do this today? All right, fine. So we get up and we go out to the living room to see what's going on. And basically, Lena is yelling on the phone at Curly. And Kenneth is yelling at Curly because apparently Aaron has another sister who I'm going to call Gina for these episodes. And Gina had a car. We don't know if it was stolen or if she bought it. She claims she bought it, but she had to start it with a screwdriver, so yeah anyways um basically what happened is she had we don't I don't remember if it broke down or if it was some sort of accident but it made the car stop working at some random gas station or that's what she claimed and Curly had called her parents to come and pick her and Gina up and come and get the car her parents didn't want to do it so um they somehow got the car to start working Gina took off and like did whatever she was going to do because she wasn't allowed at the house anymore and Curly drove the car home even though she did not have a license she somehow got the car home even though she also didn't really know how to drive a car um and this was the beginning of all of the freaking problems so Curly pulls up to the house and basically tells Kenneth when she starts walking up to the doorway since we were out in the front yard smoking that Basically, her and Gina decided they're going to park the car there to hide it again. If Gina bought it, what would the reason need be to hide it unless she was keeping it from being repoed or something? I don't know, but I highly doubt that since she was starting it with a screwdriver. Um, But yeah, he tells her no, like either take the car away from here or we're going to disable it and then you can't leave. So that way, whoever is looking for this car can freaking find it and whatever. We then later, like, side note, found out it was kind of a hit and run. 
So um, Gina hit someone, or at least hit their car, and then um, took off. That's why she wanted people to come get her in the car, because she didn't have insurance, and she didn't want to be, like, paying anybody no money. So that's what happened. Anyways, so she basically tells them, no, I'm not taking the car anywhere, so... Aaron and Kenneth decide we're going to, you know, disable the car. We're going to take the battery out. Can't go anywhere if I don't have a battery. So they get to work on that. I'm just standing in the front yard because I really don't want to be in the middle of anything. And I can hear Curly and Lena in the house fighting with each other. And then all of a sudden I hear like these blood curdling screams we all do. And we look towards the house. So front door standing wide open, even though they had like 12 dogs, the front door is wide open. I think the dogs were either in the garage or the backyard. I can't remember, but. All I remember is seeing Curly yank Lena down to the ground by her hair and just start wailing on her, or at least what we think is wailing on her. We get inside and we see Curly on top of her, basically uh, attempting to shank her with a screwdriver, and we're just like, what the fuck? So we pull her off. Luckily, um, the screwdriver was like kind of a dinky one and not super sharp or anything and Curly wasn't that strong so it didn't work it left kind of some bruising but it didn't really do any major damage thank god but um anyways we get them separated and Lena freaks out runs into the kitchen and understandably so like I would be freaked out too if my own kid just attempted to fucking stab me like I would be super freaked out anyways um She goes in the kitchen and basically told her, like, you're going to jail. I'm calling the police. So if you don't want to go to jail, you better fucking leave right now. She didn't. She went in her room and started packing all her shit, thinking that basically that Lena was bluffing and and then that police, even if they came, wouldn't arrest a pregnant girl. Oh, she was wrong, honey. She was dead wrong. So Lena was not only not bluffing because she immediately called the police and they were there within five minutes. But when they got there... They separated everybody and started talking to us all, and the only person they didn't talk to was Curly because she wouldn't come out of her room. Um, Essentially what happened is they separated us, started asking us all what happened, getting our takes on it, and I was super anxious already because of everything that had just went down, and then this cop made it so much worse because, like, everything I said, he would, like, pick it apart and try to like use it to make it seem like something happened that didn't happen and I was like no it was literally just this and then if I said something else he would like or tried to explain it to him he would like still twist my words to make it seem like way worse than it was and I was like no dude like what the hell so I would have to keep kind of like trying to correct him and be like no like I and literally the whole time I seriously felt like I myself was being interrogated and like going to get in trouble for shit that I didn't do and I literally just wanted to be left alone and finally I get done with the police officer and then I go and stand by my car because I'm absolutely fucking done with this I did not want to be involved in this unfortunately I was there when it went down so that's (sighs) yeah that's all I had to say (laughs) anyways um They get done talking to everybody. They finally get Curly out of her room. They take her out to the front. They put her in in cuffs. They put her in the car. And they basically just drive her away. 
in the car. And then after, was super awkward. And uh, so we're just going to go ahead and get into that. So before all that went down, Aaron and I had already gotten dressed. So I had like my outfit on and my makeup on and I did my best to try and look cute. After that, I was a little disheveled, but otherwise still felt that I looked decent enough to go out. So we decided like, let's just go get the ice cream and just kind of go from there because we really couldn't really think that straight or that clearly after all of that, because that was a lot, like that was a lot crammed into a little bit of time. So we get in the car and I'm driving and as we're driving away to head towards ice cream, we see Curly's baby daddy and he's, here's the thing. He lived in a neighborhood not far from Kenneth and Lena, so him being in the area was not weird. So I did not feel like there was a need for this. But given how much they hated him and how much like animosity there was between Baby Daddy and Kenneth and Lena, Aaron called them to tell them like he's heading towards the house really we were on a street next to where he lived so I think he was just going home I don't fucking know but he called them and warned them literally nothing came of it he did not wind up coming to their house so I really found this whole deal pointless and I just didn't want to deal with them like we had already left we were on the date can we just not for five minutes think about Kenneth Lena and Curly and your family issues and your family drama for like five minutes like we're away from that can we just not but unfortunately, he still made that stupid call and whatever. So we get to the ice cream and literally the entire time, like I'm trying to make conversation and we were just, he, we just finally gave up and ate in silence because everything I said, everything I said was like, he would just like stare at me and be like super quiet. So I, like I said, it was sad. It was scary. It was weird. It was awkward. Like I just gave up talking. So we sat and ate our ice cream in silence. And then after we got done eating our ice cream, we just kind of sat there for a little bit again in silence being super awkward. And basically literally like everything I said sounded so dumb to me. So I wasn't really talking much and he spent after a while started just texting his friend and spent most of his time doing that and I was literally just sitting there trying not to cry because it finally like hit me everything that had just happened and everything that went down and everything I just watched so after we got out of the ice cream I was trying my best to like I said trying not to cry but also didn't really want to go back there and didn't really want to have to take him back there because I knew what had just happened and I knew the possible shit storms that could come from that. So I was just like, you know, we could go to a movie, like I'll pay for it. We can go to my house and hang out. Like we can go walk around. We can go really do anything. Just like not go back there. But he insisted that he needed to go back there. So, so I took him back and he got all his stuff, some of his stuff together. And again, we were just like, sitting there not talking much and it was just such a weird energy especially back at the house um with such a weird energy so um yeah so he got his stuff together and as we leave his room we were probably there maybe 30 minutes or so him getting ready to go and head out and all that 
And as we're leaving, Lena approaches us and she shows us this little basket with a berry. If you remember my like boyfriend substitute episode I did like a week and a half ago, it was kind of like that. And it had like a small box of chocolates and like a little bear and some flowers in it. And she was excited that she got something, but also upset because she had to tell him to buy it for her, which uh, I don't even know that she was a whole can of worms. Like, I don't even want to get into it right now. But anyways, then Kenneth came up and he handed Aaron a small box of chocolates and me a giant box of chocolates that were shaped like heart that said to my daughter on the front of it, which uh, I don't even know you guys. I later found out that the, um, that the small box of chocolates originally were supposed to be for me and the daughter chocolate was for Curly, again, making this whole very sad, weird vibe even more sad and more weird and more awkward. Um, but yeah, it was just a weird, sad, awkward, bad day. And after I dropped him at his friend's house, I went home and I remember like not saying anything to my family and just being like, oh yeah, Valentine's Day was so much fun and blah, blah, blah. And kind of just like lying about what had happened and how it was fine. Like we just hung out at his house and like watched TV and blah, blah, blah. And then went and got ice cream and this and that. And then going to my room and just hiding in my room for the rest of the night, just like not talking um, and not really having much to do with anyone, just like hiding in my room and watching TV late into the night like I've always done, probably watching Friends because that was like my big thing back then. It was on TV, either TV Land or on the end. I don't remember which one, but it was Friends, so I really didn't care. And just trying to forget everything that happened and trying to not think about possibly being stuck with this as my family in the future or like my in-laws in the future. So needless to say, the wisdom and life advice portion is still going to be part of the episode and the wisdom and life advice portion for this is basically if you're in the midst of all this, um, one, try your best not to get involved if that's not your bag. If you can handle or can are able to get out of it and not be involved, don't. Absolutely do not. Um, do not engage. Like, And then secondly... If it's a fairly new relationship, look at it this way. This could be like a one-time thing if the family you've gotten to know with this new partner is someone that, you know, people who are wonderful, they just had a bad day and then something happened, great. Usually a bad day where something happens isn't going to go to this level. But if you're around these people and they're constantly like this and shit like this is constantly happening and it gets to this level, really think about who you're with. Do you have a future with them? Do you want a future with them? Because if you do and they wind up not cutting ties with their family, you're probably going to be stuck in the middle of all that shit storm all the time. So really think about your future with them and if they are 
acting like they want to go and see or acting like they want to cut ties, great. If they're not, all I can say is just think about your future. Do you want to be stuck with all this in the future? Do you want to have to handle their family's shit storms in the future if you don't get away from them and get away from them now as much as that sucks? But, like, the less you're involved in, the the less stress you'll have to deal with and the less shit you'll have to put up with from these people, the less you're with this person, especially if you break up with them. So just throwing that out there. All right, my beautiful little pineapples. I love you and you're beautiful and happy Valentine's Day. And if I saw you in person on Valentine's Day, I would buy you a romantic taco dinner and we would eat over candlelight where then I would proceed to touch your buttocks. I love you, bye.